Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hey, this is Wes, and thanks for joining us today. As we get started with our time of prayer and reading, let's pause for a moment. Be still and experience the reality of God's presence with each of us. Let's take a moment to talk to God about what we're thinking, feeling, and experiencing, as well as to thank Him for things He's done, is doing, and has promised to do in the future. Almighty and everlasting God, whose will it is to restore all things in your well-beloved Son, the King of kings and Lord of lords, mercifully grant that the peoples of the earth, divided and enslaved by sin, may be freed and brought together under his most gracious rule, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Pray with me as we open the Bible today. God, as I read your word, would you lead me and give me understanding, draw near and meet with me and lead me into your kingdom today. Isaiah chapter four, verses two through six. In that day, the branch of the Lord shall be beautiful and glorious and the fruit of the land shall be the pride and honor of the survivors of Israel. And he who is left in Zion and remains in Jerusalem will be called holy, everyone who has been recorded for life in Jerusalem, when the Lord shall have washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion and cleansed the bloodstains of Jerusalem from its midst by a spirit of judgment and by a spirit of burning. Then the Lord will create over the whole site of Mount Zion and over her assemblies a cloud by day and smoke and the shining of a flaming fire by night. For over all the glory there will be a canopy. There will be a booth for shade by day from the heat and for a refuge and a shelter from the storm and rain. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I reflect on this scripture, uh, the first thing that strikes me is its placement between chapters 3 and 5, because chapter 3 is about rebukes and warnings for God's people, and chapter 5 is about sins and consequences. But here in the middle, we have this short chapter where mercy 
is remembered. And that is beautiful. And that is a grace of God to us, even to include it here in the middle of this passage. Uh, I think it was John Owen who said that gospel truth at once most abases and most gladdens the soul. And so here we have the prophet Isaiah, uh, the mouthpiece of the Lord, abasing and gladdening, right? He's, he's letting us know about our sins and the consequences of our sins. And that stings and that hurts as it should. But there's also the gladness, the mercy of God presented here. So the first thing that stands out about chapter four is the very end where he talks about a pillar of cloud by day to shade and a pillar of fire. That, that's just like in Exodus when God was leading his people through the desert and he, he led them with this pillar of cloud and fire and he protected them. The cloud gave them shade in the hot desert and the fire kept them warm because the desert actually gets super cold at night. And, and so what Isaiah is doing is he's using a really common uh, theme for Israel of a time when God was visibly with them to say, God is going to be with us, which is exactly what we celebrate during this time of Advent. God with us, Emmanuel. Isaiah is talking about Jesus, his kingdom coming, uh, when his spirit would be uh, given to each of his followers and that he would literally be with us forever. So Isaiah says, God was with us then back in Egypt and in the desert, and he's going to be with us again in an even more real way. He uses this word uh, in the first verse, branch, which was a really common term for the Messiah. And so this whole passage is about Jesus, and it's a promise of our future salvation, which is meant to give us hope and encouragement in the midst of trials and suffering, in the midst of uh, a sin-rampant culture. And so I just want to conclude by reading a short passage from Matthew Henry's commentary on the whole Bible. He says, By the foregoing threatenings, Jerusalem is brought into a very deplorable condition. Everything looks melancholy, but here the sun breaks out from behind the cloud. Many exceedingly great and precious promises we have in these verses, giving assurance of comfort which may be discerned through the troubles, and of happy days which shall come after them. And these certainly point at the kingdom of the Messiah and the great redemption to be wrought out by him. It is here promised, as the issue of all these troubles, one, that God will raise up a righteous branch which shall produce fruits of righteousness. That's Jesus. Second, that God will reserve to himself a holy seed, and that's the church. Third, that God will reform or purify his church and will rectify and amend whatever is amiss in it. And finally, that God will protect his church and all that belong to it. Those that are sanctified are well fortified, for God will be to them a guide and a guard.
Father, thank you for that reminder that those who are uh, a part of your church, your people, you are purifying us, sanctifying us, but those who are sanctified are well fortified. You guard us and keep us. Um, Father, even today, would you purify us, make us holy, call us out of darkness and into light uh, in new and fresh ways. Lord, sanctify us, prepare us, prepare your bride for your return. I pray that each of us would be confronted with, convicted by sin, so that we can see your gospel reigning even in those parts of our lives. Strip away those sins which so easily entangle us. God, make us more like your son today so that through our lives and by our prayers, your kingdom would come. Amen.